It's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me, as always, it's Frankie Vegas. Hey. And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Let's do it. I think I'm ready. Right. I'm about as <laughs> ready as I'm going to get. So. What's up, bud? Eh, not too much, you know. How's life been treating you the last couple of weeks? Uh, interesting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's the best word I can... Um, I, I don't know what I can and can't talk about because I don't want anybody to get pissed off at me. <laughs> like, like I'll just say it because by the time this comes out, it should be out there. Uh, I found out my daughter's pregnant again. Oh, yeah, really bad timing though. But still, congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I it's all good for me, but I mean, just her and her husband are having some difficulties. You know, marriage is, as you well know, um, a constant give and take battle you know yeah marriage is great don't get me wrong but sometimes you know it has its moments and hopefully they can work their work their way through yeah. it but you want to know how messed up this situation is my son-in-law is sleeping on my couch <laughs> <laughs> so go figure that out <laughs> <laughs> okay then all right yeah hey that means that uh um uh, the, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, like you wouldn't let your son-in-law sleep on your couch. Oh. Uh, let yeah. us know, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I sure would. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely would. Why not? I mean, although, how does that work out with your daughter? Doesn't that... She's the one that asks. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean... um. All right. What else has been going on? <laughs> yeah, just dealing with that right now, you know. That sounds that's you know, it, it I am I am very fortunate. I don't have a lot of that uh, you know, kind of uh, situations in my life. My everything yeah. knock on wood. Knock on wood. Dad. Everything is, yeah. is is smooth as silk right now. So yeah. hopefully it stays that way, but yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm feeling for you right now. Uh, not, yeah. I got a million thoughts in my head. I was like, I'm thinking about all that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're about to become a grandpa again. I am. You getting excited? I am. Um, we are about a month away from uh, the new baby coming. I, I'm getting excited. I'm uh, uh, I'm a little nervous for, you know, for Sarah, you know, the first the first child. She's a little, uh, you know, she's in that apprehensive yeah. mode. Um uh, one of their other buddies just had their their little girl, and so one of three has been born, and and uh, you know I'm super excited for them, and and you know uh, Colton and his wife are are next on the list as far yeah. as due dates go. If you start going through the checklist, so and they're all all going to have girls. They're right? all having girls. Something in the water. I don't. Yeah, I don't maybe. even know, but. Maybe. I'm super excited for Colton and Bree. You know, uh, they're gonna have their little girl, so they'll have one of each. You know, yeah. they have a son. He's a, he's adorable, and and uh, 
him and Bobby are like two peas in a pod when they get together. It's pretty <laughs> great. So on the most part, I mean, uh, you all, you, you met him when we did the photo shoot yeah, yeah. and that was, I think that was just way too many people yeah, for, for yeah. him to, to, to kind of deal with. So he just wanted to be with dad and, yep. you know, even, even Bobby couldn't, uh, tear him away to, <laughs> to, uh, you know, kind of settle him down, but he wanted to be with dad. So, and that's, I understand that a lot of people, hell, mm-hmm. I wanted to, why wouldn't, why wouldn't Colton hold me? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm super excited for them i'm super super excited for gunner and sarah you know like i said it, it, man it is coming up quick and um yeah guy walker and jeff looking to have another one no, absolutely not yeah <laughs> absolutely not uh i mean you know as i don't know about you but accidents happen i mean oh, yeah. you know oh yeah Ask Josh. He was an. <laughs> was he an accident? He was. He was like. He, he was unplanned. Yes. We, but mm-hmm. we shouldn't use the word accident. Unplanned. Yeah. Montana was also unplanned. Yeah. So it's like, oh. Yeah, we we didn't think Marty could get pregnant again because Brandy was a very rough pregnancy for her and it just kind of tore her up. And so we didn't think. Right. And she ended up pregnant. No. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know, That's right. I'm the man. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. So Adrian. <laughs> um I'll tell you, you know, uh we've uh we've definitely figured out how not to have babies that's uh, called abstinence. Yeah. <laughs> that works every time. But yeah, um man, kids are great. I love oh. I love kids. I love grandkids. Mm-hmm. Uh I I got to admit, uh I'm I'm I haven't seen Aspen and Sora in a in a hot minute and I'm oh. I was kind of jonesing today but you know everything going on and over even the rest of the the weekend and everything I don't know when the next time I get to see them but uh just kind of jonesing to see the grandkids a little bit so yeah yeah I see mine all the time so <laughs> <laughs> is Frankie's like I home. ain't Jones and for none of none of the grandkids. Yeah, they were at the house when I left. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting time. Oh yeah, grandkids are around. Mm-hmm. You get them all sugared up and then send them home. Say, how do you like me now? There you go. <laughs> Anything else been happening? Um, you yeah. know. We nice. did just take our trip to KC. Yeah, I was good. I I wasn't gonna bring it up. I wasn't gonna bring it up because he, it, <laughs> it, it's a sensitive subject for old Golden Jay right now. <laughs> Actually, it's not. I mean, I, who else do you know drives over a thousand miles to watch his team lose? <laughs> you know, um, no. It, it, we had a good trip. It was a lot of fun. Um, Arrowhead Stadium opening of the NFL season dropping the Super Bowl banner, uh, an amazing, uh, Norma, um, hunt tribute. Um, you know, just all the, all the bells and whistles. Of course, you know, as I've said this in other pods, um, the lions fans, uh, sitting right behind me, dump beer all over the rocker chick. Oh, shit. Yeah. The worst part of it was she was wearing her Clark Hunt autographed jersey. Oh. Yeah. But they made up for it by buying us more beers. 
<laughs> All is forgiven. <laughs> At that price, they probably could have just bought us a hotel room. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, damn those. Uh, so I, I, we have seats that are up high. Yeah. And when you climb those stairs, you don't want to go back down and recline those stairs. You know what I'm saying? So you get what you need before you go to your seats. And then usually we stay there for the for the duration. And so we always get a couple of smart waters, you know. And they have a little um, kind of like self-serve. There's a lady there that takes your money, but you have they have coolers. You grab out what you want. You walk up. You pay for it. And... Bobby's like, we'll get one of those, uh, you know, one of those seltzers. We'll split it besides the water. I'm like, okay. So I grab a couple of waters. I grab the seltzer and I look down and they've got the brand new Bud Light can with the Super Bowl logo on it. Oh. And I'm like, oh man, I wasn't going to buy another one, but I need that can. So I bought, I bought a Bud Light. With the logo, and I bought her the seltzer, Bud Light seltzer, whatever, because it's a Bud Light stadium, so that's what you're drinking. There you go. And uh, I paid for it, and of course, you know, it's right there in the sun, and I I didn't have my glasses, so I can't read the thing, so boom, boom, boom. I checked my bank account, two waters, two beers. Now, these are big beers. These are the big, you know... 20, I don't know, what are the big ones? I call them the tall boys. They're the yeah, big tall, tall boys. Yeah. yeah. $60. Holy <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's... So that means that they were close to, because I know the waters are about $9 a bottle, but they're the big smart waters. Uh, they're about $9 a bottle. So that means that those beers are close to $20 a beer. That don't surprise me, really. Because they can do that because, well, if you want a beer, you're going to buy it from us or you're yep. going to go you, without. You, yeah, you're not going to have one. That's why we usually get liquored up in the parking lot oh, before we go, go in. But um, you always wonder of that that guy down here that's got like 20 empty cans and you're like, holy fuck, how much money did you spend on beer? Oh, a lot. <laughs> Obviously. Now, do they have... You know, I know, like, you go to a Colts game, they got people walking around with the beer. And, they do. Uh, I yeah. didn't know if they had any. Yeah, they do. Because you said you buy everything before you go up. I didn't know. Uh, and and basically, they're just hauling beer. So, yeah. you know, most of the time we don't drink in the stadium because they're $20 a piece. Uh, so we just get the waters. And then nine times out of ten, they're just hauling beer. There's usually nothing else there. So grab mm-hmm. the waters before you go up. Now, in the winter, since it's an open stadium, you can get coffee. It's fucking and, cold. You can get coffee <laughs> and uh, fried hot chocolate. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think anybody wants to be drinking cold water. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, I, when I walked out after that AFC game, my water was frozen. Oh. Yes. It was a chunk of ice. <laughs> it was that cold. Oh. See, I couldn't do it. I'm a wuss. I couldn't do it. That's why the cold, man, indoor stadium. Yeah. Indoors. Well, you never we know. We have a retractable roof, but with uh with the Royals actually moving downtown, they're gonna they I guess they've approved it and they're the Royals are moving downtown, which is gonna open that up. So there's they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do with that. So maybe uh the new the new arrowhead will be enclosed. Okay. I'd almost guarantee that they're going to Put a roof on that some bitch because they want to host the Super Bowl, and a lot of the times they won't 
let cold weather teams host with an open stadium. Yeah, very very rarely. I mean, New York, I think, is the only one that they've let do it. Do, well, um, didn't um, – oh, crap. I thought there was one that just happened recently where it was outside and in the cold, but I can't remember. I know that was New York, David. That it was a few been. years back. I think they did one in Minnesota, but they're closed. They're now. there, yeah. They're, yeah, uh, they're a closed. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Which still, once again, even even Minnesota with a closed stadium in Minnesota winter, I can imagine that that was a mess with people trying to get in and out of there. And I mean, they yeah, get I... they, they get snow like freaking crazy. You know, they're getting snow. They're pro- it's probably already snowing up there right now. Probably, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I think the I'm last only, time I, I was in Minnesota, uh, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get in and out of here?" Port snows. <laughs> I've been in Minnesota once. That went during spring break. We went up there, Mall of America, with the kids. Oh, and, nice! And uh, how was it? It was Mall of America. Uh, it was a mall, big. It was pretty cool. You know, it had the oh, we call that the theme park or whatever inside with the roller coasters. Right on. That's where me and Josh hung out. You hung out the roller coaster? Yeah. Did you ride them then, did you? Oh, yeah. All right. We rode. <laughs> rode everything. Where'd they say build a water slide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've always talked about going up there, but we just never made it. We just have yeah. never made it. The last time I was in Minnesota was for a wedding, and... um I got to be honest, I didn't realize Minnesota was that damn beautiful, man. And what a beautiful country up there, countryside up there. It's insane. So, um, yeah, it really enjoyed enjoyed that trip up here. I wish, uh, I kind of wish the marriage would have lasted longer. <laughs> I feel, I feel bad for, I feel bad for. Uh, not your marriage. It's not my marriage, no, <laughs> no. But I still feel bad for uh the young man who got married and is no longer married. So, yeah. yeah that happens. It does happen. Unfortunately. It was a beautiful wedding in a beautiful country. And uh, that's where my memories are at right there. There you go. Yeah. All right, Frankie, what do you got for me? Oh, you mean for the question of the pod? 80s, 80s edition. Suck it, Colton. Okay. <laughs> Okay, the one I came up with, go back to our childhood, teenage years in the 80s. Uh, we're kinda. not talking about masturbation again, are we? Damn it, you ruined it. I, no. ruined, the, I ruined the question of the pod. Well, maybe this might, that might be your answer. <laughs> I don't oh, okay. know. What did you do with your free time? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most dangerous, stupidest thing you ever did as a, young, as a kid or a teenager? Um. Wow. You know, yeah. One of those things where you're just like, man, how did I survive doing that? You know, or how am I not in jail? Or how do I have any friends left? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, then there's that. Um, uh, mine was always BMX associated. And that was, I think, uh, even looking back now, some of the ramps and stuff that we built, you know, on the side of tree stumps. It's like, how did we ever manage to mm-hmm. get through all that without, you know, doing bodily harm? Um, Mr. Craig Stouter once taught me how to flip over the front of a big wheel, and I broke my arm. Ouch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, most of my stupidity revolved around BMX or big wheels or in ramps, uh, lots and lots of ramps. 
we jumped everything and anything we could do. Wow. So, but other than that, man, I never, I never really did anything like stupid illegal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I might have spray painted the the sidewalk to the high school that I went to with the year of Bobby's graduation for her as a senior yeah. prank, but nobody ever saw it. Nobody ever saw it. <laughs> nobody ever saw it. Well, I should have done better. I failed. <laughs> but other than that, that's about the only illegal thing that I did was defacing uh-huh. school property. Yeah. And then there's masturbation. I mean, I, <laughs> how about you, bud? What what is on your? Uh, how did I survive this list? Um, well, mine is more, you know, the crazy, stupid, Frankie Vegas, you know, does <laughs> type of thing. Mine was because I watched. Um, what movie was that? Michael J. Fox, Werewolf, um, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf. Uh huh. Uh, I got into car surfing. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, I have went off the side of a car many times. Just thump, 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 thump? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, we would go out on a dirt road and do it, and, you know, my idiot friend, you know, would end up <laughs> swerving or... Tossing you off of the car road. Uh, they, I don't think they were trying to do it on purpose. Like, oh. the one time, I think he tried to speed up and then wheel spun... Oh, and he lost control and started fishtailing, and right into the ditch. Mm. But, but you know, I never got an injury. And yeah, it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I and you know, and that's just probably the dumbest. I look back at it now, I'm like, what the hell was going through my head? Nothing. That's the problem. That's the it, problem. You were like. Car surfing, fuck yeah, let's do this. You no, know, because it was nothing for us just to be going down the road talking, you know, smoking a J. Oh. And all of a sudden, window goes down and I'm jumping up on the roof. Everybody's like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> God bless damn Teen Wolf. <laughs> and I said, you know. You know, and I didn't, I never thought about, you know, consequences, you know. Right. Which, you know, sometimes that's just a youthful, rebellious thing. You don't think about what could be. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, please don't ever try. Any kids out there listening, don't do not do it. It's <laughs> Frankie Vegas does not condone car surfing. Not anymore. <laughs> but if you had asked him when he was younger, he'd have been all about it. I was like, oh, yeah. fuck yeah, let's all go. We can get three cars in a row. Yeah. Until one, the first one falls off and gets run over by the other two. Yeah. Yeah. We never did that. I mean, we'd have like maybe two at a time up on the roof, but uh-huh. we never, side we never had multiple cars or anything. <laughs> you guys did not think far enough outside the box. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we're lucky we survived that. We may not have survived something like that. <laughs> it's, no, it's very, very true. I, I, uh, I hear a lot of stories of, of survival that necessarily shouldn't have been survived you know oh yeah so yeah there you go survival 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 i don't know um i'm sure that there's a couple things in my uh my 16 to 18 range that that i probably blacked out or blocked out of my memory Mm -hmm. that uh probably would have been pretty good for that category but i'm gonna stick with my younger days and my bmx bike uh ramping and this is what you get when you watch a lot of dukes of hazard when apparently 
every bridge is under destruction. <laughs> it's been destroyed except have you know beautiful uh, maintained ramps on them. So oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frankie, are we ready to get into today's topic? Yes, we are. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Born June 30th, 1966, this American boxer competed from 1985 to 2005. He carried the nicknames of Iron Mike, Kid Dynamite, and the baddest man on the planet. With a knockout to win percentage of 88%, he donned the titles of WBA, WBC, and IBF, more known known as the heavyweight champ today, we are here to talk about Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go and talk about Mike. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to mess him up real bad. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't bite his ear. (laughs) That's terrible. Listen, we have all due respect for Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. Tell him not to come over here and kick our asses. <laughs> uh, so what do you what do you know about Mike there, uh, Frankie? What do I know about Mike? Give us he, a little give us a little history on Mike. He kind of had a messed up life. I mean, it really, uh, childhood was kind of screwed up, you know. Um, but let's break that childhood down just a little bit. So, yeah, he was born in. Um, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Okay. His mom, and I love this in a couple of the articles I read, his mom was a promiscuous woman or a prostitute. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I don't, I don't even know where to go with that. It's like, okay, so his mom was a but the whore. whore. Let, let it, call it what it is. <laughs> call a spade a spade. Um, his biological father wasn't even in the picture. No. But he was uh, kind of raised by um, this. You know, I don't. I don't even know if it was a stepdad. Was it? I. You know, it never said that they got. He never adopted him. Yeah, I never yeah. said that him and his mom. Got married, right? You know, stepdad or whatever. But he was a known he was a known pimp. He was a pimp by the name of Jimmy Kirkpatrick. What kind of pimp name is that? I don't know, man. I think, <laughs> I, yo, yo, Jimmy Kirkpatrick. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't even no. it doesn't resonate right. But but yeah, he grew up on the. I mean, he grew up on the mean streets of of New York City. I mean, in and out of uh, you know, in and out of trouble, in and out of jail. What did I read? By the time he was 13, he'd been arrested 30 sometimes. Yeah. 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 38 times. 30, 38 times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my God. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, at 13 and you're arrested 38 times. Uh huh. That's just amazing to me. I don't know. I think about when I was 13. I, not that I was like an angel or anything, but I never. Yeah, you, you know, weren't getting arrested. Yeah, uh, you weren't get... getting arrested. No. Nah. So, long story short is is that, uh, you know, Jimmy left and uh, 
they moved um they moved again where did they move to did they move to actual did they move they moved to actual brooklyn because they he was born in fort green brooklyn new york so they actually moved into brooklyn and um maybe i'm a little off on that am i off on that they moved to I am a little bit off on that. I apologize. But, you know, here's the thing you got to point out, though. He wasn't really brought up by that uh, Kirkpatrick guy either because it said that he had left before around the time Mike was born. He had left the family. Oh, I thought that was his biological dad that no. bailed out. And that was per, that was Kirkpatrick yeah. that left? Yeah. Oh. That Kirkpatrick abandoned the Tyson family around the time Mike was born leaving Tyson's mother to care for the children on her own. Ah. And Kirkpatrick died in 1992, if anybody cares. <laughs> I don't know that anybody cared. But, um, all right, there you go. I guess I missed that. I, I, I read all this stuff, and I just thought that he, he kind of come up underneath him. So I he, there, he did have a male figure in his life, though, didn't he? Yes, he did. He, um, when he was 16, his mom passed away. Yes. And he was left to the care of his, um, boxing manager and trainer, Cus Diamato. Oh. And then when we can get into how he got into boxing and stuff like that. So Diamaso became his legal guardian then. Yeah, yeah, would become his legal guardian. Yes. Interesting. All right. So Diamato's bringing him up, teaching him to box, and he actually, for his during his amateur career, he had won gold medals in the eighty-one and eighty-two Junior Olympics. Yes. Uh, he won uh, nineteen eighty one North Carolina heavyweight, nineteen eighty two Tennessee heavyweight, Golden Gloves, nineteen eighty four heavyweight, and then you start getting into the the big thing. You start getting into his professional career then. Yeah. But yeah, it. But yeah, he had, I believe he had got together, D'Amato had met him when he was put in, I believe, what was it called? Oh, I did The Tyron School for Boys in Johnstown. And, well, he was actually discovered there by a guy named Bobby Stewart who was a counselor, and uh, he was a boxer himself. And he thought Tyson had something special in him, and he trained him for a few months before introducing him to Diamato. And then Tyson dropped out of high school as a junior. Mm-hmm. And although he does have an honorary doctorate in humane <laughs> letters from that. Central State University. <laughs> I did read that. And I'm like, did, did he actually go back and get his GED so they could they could 
present him with this honor or i mean i i have no clue i it doesn't say he probably he probably bought a gd <laughs> why don't you let me buy that i don't need to i don't need to take the test just here just a little something 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 <laughs> um yeah so as we get into his uh, professional career you know he he's he's coming up uh he debuted at, at the age of 18 in 1985 uh Looks like he defeated Hector uh, Mercedes via first round TKO. The TKO. Um, and then he would just go on just to just start going through people. Uh, like I said, he he won. What did I what did I see? The first twenty twenty four of the twenty six or twenty eight that he first got. Yeah, by either TKO or just knockout. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he's just—I mean, he's just firing through all of it. I did like that he—he um, he did have a fight uh, against um, uh, was it—is it Jesse uh, Ferguson? Yeah. Uh, that they carried on ABC Sports, and mm-hmm. there was—you know—they—they they kept going, they kept going, and uh, I think he broke Ferguson's nose, and. The referee actually stopped the fight on a disqualification, or yeah, because he uh, Ferguson wouldn't listen to his commands. Right, right, right. So disqualified, and they adjusted that ruling because Tyson's corner, <laughs> Tyson's corner said, "You can't give him a DQ. That'll fuck up his knockout." Brain, uh, 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 yeah. Said he goes, listen, he was going to get knocked out eventually anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Tyson went beating the hell out of him. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it was probably good that he got out with uh, just a broken nose. But yeah. So on goes the streak. The streak lives on because they changed up a DQ to a, T- to a TKO. So, man, I'll tell you what. Seriously, boxing is just weird. Why that? Because they they allow things like that to happen. I mean, who cares about your streak? What difference does it make? And you know why the streak's important? Because they want to write, they want to rise him up. They want him to be. Well, yeah. But I mean, he already was getting noticed by everybody because he was knocking everybody out. Most of them in the first fucking round. Oh yeah, that was a big thing back then. Nobody. You, know, you go buy a Tyson pay-per-view event and throw seventy-five bucks down, and it'd be over <laughs> in thirty seconds. <laughs> so you want to hear? You want to hear mine real quick before yeah. we go any farther? So yeah, Tyson's fighting Tommy the Machine Gun, and I don't remember <laughs> what year this was. This has to be in the mid '90s sometime. Okay. And uh, they convinced me because I was I, I was the one that had the cable box where you could order it. <laughs> And so they convinced me to order it. And it's like, everybody's like, oh, we'll throw in. I'm like, okay, fine. So I order it, you know, 80 bucks or whatever it was. Everybody comes over. Everybody takes out their money. They throw it in the middle of the floor. And that's just where the money set while all the, pre, uh, the pre-matches are happening, you know. And then they come out. Tyson drops Tommy in the first round. And everybody's like, uh... And I jumped up and I grabbed the money Hell off the floor yeah. and I was like, "Okay, time for you guys to go." Hell yeah, I would have. Oh, I would have picked that money up immediately, knowing it was a Tyson fight. <laughs> I wasn't really in, at that point. I didn't know a lot about boxing. I thought, 
You know, Tommy the Machine Gun, you might remember him from, I don't know which Rocky movie he was in. He was in one of the oh, Rocky four. movies. Was it four? No, five. Yeah. <laughs> 18? Yeah, five, five. Yeah, five. Four was the Russian. <laughs> oh, that's right, because three was... Three was a rematch with Creed, right? No, three with Mr. T. Oh, that's right. The that's first right. two that's were right. Creed. Yep. Then, <laughs> okay, go down the whole Rocky. We go down the Rocky hole here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, most everybody knew him from you know doing this stuff with with Rocky, and uh, you know it was like going to be. Oh yeah, Tommy's gonna Tommy's gonna go the distance. Tommy's gonna go the distance, and Tommy did not go the distance. Actually, I don't think he was even knocked out. I think they threw the white towel in on that match. Oh, it may have. I think they threw the towel in, but I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. But it didn't come up in anything that I had seen. But I remember it like it was like we just watched it yesterday. <laughs> Me jumping up and grabbing that money off the floor. All right, moving on. Okay. Okay, so on November 22nd of 1986, Tyson was given his first title match against a Trevor uh, Beerbeck for the World Boxing Council. That's the WBC Heavyweight Championship. Tyson won the title in a TKO in the second round. And at the age, (laughs) this is funny at the age of 20 years and four months, became the youngest heavyweight champion in history. Yes. That that was an amazing feat just in its own way. Oh, yeah. Way, you know. Yeah. You know, he just, you know, had, I mean, in all reality, hadn't been doing it that long, you know. Well, I mean, he's only 20. He didn't yeah. really start until what? He was, he uh, didn't even start even, Working out boxing till what, fifteen? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, so, whatever I mean, he was in that juvie hall. Yeah, you know. like natural. You know, he just had natural, God-given abilities. You know that. You know, just jumped in there and just natural at it. Yeah. Way it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so basically, then he went on to get his WBA and the IBF. Of course, the WBA is the World Boxing Association title, and the IBF is the um, International Boxing Federation title. And I don't know he was he the first to actually hold all three at one time because I I thought I read that he was he was carrying all three of them. Yeah, uh, at I don't. One time. That could be. I'm not sure. I'm gonna go back and look. I'm almost positive that I read that he carried those all at the exact. Yes, he was the first heavyweight boxer to simultaneously hold the WBA, WBC, and the IBF titles, as well as the only heavyweight to to unify them in succession. So he's got all three fucking belts in one shot. Yeah. That gets heavy around your waist, people. I've carried belts before. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the guy is on top of the world. He's making millions in some of these matches. And uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that set well with him. You know what I'm saying? Because he started to, to maybe believe his own hype. Oh, yeah. 
Well, once they did, the Nintendo did the Mike Tyson punch out, you know. (laughs) I think that kind of put him like, oh, shit, I'm somebody, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, 1987 when Nintendo released that. Go figure, people. You ever play it? No. Yeah. No. I I wasn't coordinated enough. I got I got to Tyson a few times. Yeah, and then typical Tyson fashion, he would knock me out in the first round. And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they do they do the Mike Tyson uh, punch out, and then he goes on to face. Um, they look uh, looks like Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes in '88. Uh, he uh, faced off with Tony Tubbs in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, knocking him out in the second round. Um, who else we got? Michael Spinks. Michael. Yeah. Now that was supposed to be the fight. Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember when it happened. I didn't see it live. I remember, you know, a big deal the next day when it was supposed to be this huge, you know, going to finally somebody that can go toe to toe with Tyson's and it right. was over in 90 seconds, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Frankie's life right there. Over in 90 seconds. Over in 90 seconds. <laughs> oh, you're just being generous now. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I want to I wanna try to make sure that you feel like you're as good as Tyson. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, the guy's just on top of the world. He is the face of the boxing world. You know, he's whooping everybody's ass. Larry Holmes, Michael Spinks, you know. It's insane. But, you know, like I always say, all good things must come to an end. And when you fuck around and think your shit is doesn't stink, then you end up, um, well, what does he end up doing there, uh, Frankie? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out where to begin. Oh. He, I mean, he just started... He went and did, and I, I and marriage is not a bad thing, but I think he jumped into a marriage with an actress oh, named Robin, Robin Givens. Oh. And I think that is really when his let's, life just let's, started. <laughs> let's take just a moment and, and ponder Robin Givens, shall we? Because she was drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, she was. Oh, my. But she seemed like a total bitch. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. She was hot. You know, I would have married her, but and but I think she just come across as a total bitch. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You guys ought to see Frankie's look at his face like, hey, she's a bitch. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of the 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 start of his downfall was the divorce with uh, their you know his marriage kind of heading towards yeah. divorce with her. Did you see the interview with Barbara Walters? It was Robin Givens and Mike Tyson. Uh-uh. And Tyson just sitting there like a beat puppy. <laughs> and Robin just going on about what an asshole he is and really? abusive. And I'm like, dude, man, you get up and whip her ass. Yeah. I would not blame you. <laughs> Let's show, show us how abusive you are. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody knows that he could have he been the the alpha male in that uh, in that scenario he just chose not to be no he was in love he he loved her okay <laughs> well that is a really good piece of ass I, I i i would imagine he probably thought he loved her well i mm-hmm. would think so you know 
but yeah but you know he comes he just hits his head just like in a hundred different places Mm -hmm. he got this idiot promoter that Don King (laughs) and you know that's making every penny he can off of Tyson and oh he saw the cash cow there's no doubt oh yeah he was just leading Tyson down you know, a bad road, I thought. And, you know, they get this fight in Japan, or what I think it was Japan, that he was fighting a guy named Buster du- James Buster Douglas. Oh, Buster Douglas. It was Douglas. supposed to be a nothing fight. Uh, they had it 47 to 1 odds in favor of Tyson. It right. was just basically just to make a little money for Tyson, you know. No big, nobody thought anything about it. I don't even know if people even really bought it on pay-per-view. No, they're like, it'll be over in 30 seconds. Yeah. It'll be fine. And Tyson lost. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Don King. Thank you, Don King. <laughs> and, yeah, he was, yeah, that, I, I didn't see the match when it happened, but I have went back and watched the fight, and, yeah, Tyson didn't look like, he didn't look like Tyson. And he and I guess to what I've read, his last few fights he hadn't really looked like right. Mike Tyson. But this one you could just tell his head was not there. It right. was not in that ring. I mean, he still wasn't beating the crap out of Douglas for the most part. He probably would have right. won it if he wouldn't have got knocked out um, by points, maybe. They did did, uh, did they actually go uh ten rounds? Um, uh, just 35 seconds into the 10th round, Douglas unleashed a brutal uppercut followed by a four-punch combination of hooks that knocked Tyson down for the first time in his career. Now, I read that, and you know the first thing I think of? Mm. Hulk Hogan body slams Andre the Giant for the first time in his career. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that that's not true. So. Yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, the, but it was just, you know, it was a big thing. And then you'll granted, we know this isn't going into the 90s, but right. if you're going to talk about Tyson, you yeah, got to talk about. He does go into the 2005s, but I mean, yeah. all of this, all of the major Tyson stuff was actually in the in the 80s, you know, when he his rise to fame and, and all that. His fall came much later. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. But, yeah, that was a big thing, you know, the next day. Everybody talking, man, Tyson got beat. Tyson got beat. And I didn't believe it because I hadn't seen it. It's my right. One of my buddies, Jim Rose, he was like, man, did you see Tyson got beat? I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> By who? By Buster Duck. Who? <laughs> yeah. Who that guy? <laughs> I never heard of him. <laughs> you know, and you know, and the big thing, and Tyson was supposed to be on WWF, some Saturday night main event that next Saturday. Uh-huh. And he backed out, and they got uh, Dame Buster Douglas to do it instead. Oh. You know? was, uh, just out of curiosity, was uh, Buster Douglas uh, one of Don King's guys? I don't think so. No? I don't think, no. No. I mean, I know people, you know, and I've heard, I've never seen anything like official or anything, uh-huh. but I've heard a lot of people say a lot of Tyson fights were rigged. Really? They paid off the guy to take quick balls and stuff. Well, I mean, you know. You know, trying to boost. But I mean, yeah. I don't know that that's true. I just, that's something I've heard. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> it's like, 
the next story of Tyson. He allegedly uh-huh, was yeah. found guilty yeah. of oh. raping. Allegedly. <laughs> Are we going to get into that real quick? Yeah. Trigger warning, boys and girls. Trigger warning. This is actually uh, this is actually a little harsh. Yeah. Uh, I knew about this. I'd actually forgotten about this. Yeah. And I even forgot more that it was here in the state of yeah, Indiana. It happened right here. Yeah. Down in Indianapolis, uh, Tyson was arrested in July of 91 for the rape of 18-year-old Desiree Washington. 18. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Well, we'll say allegedly, but uh, his rape trial took, took uh, uh, place in Marion County. And uh, he was found guilty. Yeah. Straight up. Um, you know, there's a lot involved in what was going on with the chauffeur and, uh, you know, her. What did she, she she claimed that she claimed she was raped, but Tyson claimed that it was a, that she was at full consent and he did not force himself on her. Um, you know. Tyson basically denied the claims all the way through, but uh, he was uh, convicted on February 10th of 1992. Yeah. And what he, what I can't remember what the convention, conviction was. Was it six years? Six years. He got paroled after three. Yeah. I remember he was down there uh, yeah. in what is now Plainfield Correctional. Yeah. Which is uh, just down... Just is that south? Of, God, is that south of India a little bit? You know, off to yeah. the off to the west or whatever. But yeah, I believe so. I yeah. remember driving by and everybody was like, "Yep, that Tyson's in there." It's <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah. uh, he got out in March of '95 after serving less than three years sentence, and I don't know, man. He did that. They really emphasized in this one article about the, coming out with the prison tattoos. Is that like the uh, beginning of, uh, you know, the beginning of all of his tats, you know, I with the might. face tat and all that shit that he's got? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't remember. I didn't read that. So, um, Did you ever um, talk to anybody that knew Mike Tyson from prison or knew somebody that was in prison with him or No, I did not. Have I, you? I talked to one, I talked to one person that had like a boyfriend or something that went down there and uh-huh. I'd ask him like well what's he think of Tyson? Did he met him? He goes, Yeah. He said he's an all right guy. He doesn't really say much or do much, so mm. Have you done jail time? Have I done jail time? Yeah. Yeah. How long? Couple oh, just, days, just a couple, couple days. hours. Yeah, just, yeah. Well, I, I not have, real jail time. <laughs> I, I have personally never done jail time. Yeah, I've never been in a cell to do jail time. But I would think that that would be the time when you really reflect on your life and figure out where you went wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's is it quiet? Is it quiet? Yeah. Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I was in there. Oh wait, there was more than one. Yeah, okay. man, stupid. <laughs> the one. Well, I don't. I, we don't need to get into the story of the one. We don't need that. We don't. Yeah, we don't need but details. But the se- the second time was because my stupid friends fucked me over. Oh. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> he Frankie Vegas scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
That's it was why, a dumb thing. That's why uh, everything when I at Gold there, Mojo the, Entertainment is now in Frankie's name in case of any IRS problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing like that. It was just dumb kid stuff. No, I was just talking about but, it for me. Oh, okay. I need a scapegoat. <laughs> but, yeah, um, there was a guy in there. He got brought in. He was drunker in hell. Right. And he was, it was, he'd come out of Northwebster. And they brought him in. He was at a convenience store all drunk, I guess, making a scene. Uh-huh. And he'd come in there, and we're like, well, what'd you do, man? He goes, I just wanted a fucking hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I fucking wanted was a fucking hot dog. Just a hot dog. <laughs> like, Listen, okay. we've all had those. We've yeah. all had those moments. <laughs> just want a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they didn't, uh, he, I, I, my point was, is that, you know, you're in there and I mean, he's in there for three years, yeah. supposedly he's supposed to be in there for six, obviously good, good behavior knocks, knocks it down. I mean, why, why for Tyson, why stir the pot? You know, you know that every inmate in that place wants to take a crack at him to see if they can be any better than the great iron Mike Tyson. So yeah, I I don't blame him, man. I would have stayed in my cell and just done my own thing and and uh, not worried about the harassment or anything like that. But, yeah. But yeah, I would think that it's just a nice moment to reflect and just kind of take it all in. Although I prefer not to go. Please think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. No, not. But yeah, but yeah, he he did that. He served his time, you know, and. I guess he got it in one little problem with a a guard one time and got a little bit of time added on. But hey, man, I, where you going with my telepudding pop? <laughs> <laughs> where you going with my knack-knack? <laughs> where my knack? Fuck <laughs> that with my commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. So... How far do we want to go into Mike Tyson? I, I think that uh, let's get into just real quick. Let's talk about uh, uh, let's talk about Holyfield. Oh yeah, gotta we got to we got to discuss the Holyfield fights. And when I say fights, there was more than one. Yeah. Um. Go ahead and talk us over the first the first match. Um, how many was there? Was there two or was there three? The two. Okay, the two. Let's so, um, let's go over the first one. Okay. And uh, so, so he's coming out. He's he's trying to come out and defend his WBA title against Evander Holyfield, um, who was actually in what the fourth fight of his own comeback. Yes, Holyfield retired in '94. And this was, it didn't even give me a year, 96. Um, so Tyson faces Holyfield. And Holyfield was given no chance to win. Defeated Tyson by TKO when when referee Mitch Helpern stopped Helpern. about in the 11th round. Holyfield became the second boxer to win a heavyweight champion belt three times. So, did he knock him out, or is it was a technical a technical it, it, yeah. knockout? Yeah. So that's what TKO stands for in technical knockout. Because I am so smart at boxing. <laughs> <laughs> so we turn around in '97, and well, first you got to talk about 
you know, the Tyson people were bitching. The The match was kind of marred, the win. Okay. Because they were complaining that Holyfield was headbutting Tyson. And the referee said it was accidental. Well, you've seen that match. What do you think? You know, when you're boxing and the way they get up close to each other when they're trying to, uh-huh. you know, what do you want to call it, holding each other and stuff, it's going to happen. Now, did he do it on purpose? I never seen Holyfield as that type of fighter. Right. You know, so I did. I wouldn't have thought it would have been on purpose, but I don't know. Right. You know. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. I didn't get a chance to go back and rewatch that, that fight. So, uh, yeah, to me, I think if it was, if the referee actually called it incidental, then I would, I would assume that it was incidental. Yeah. So. I agree. Or accidental or incidental, accidental. Accidental. Yeah. So Tyson's pissed because he thinks he got headbutted. So we're going to have a rematch the following year, 1997. Oh, take it away, Frankie. June 28, 1997. Well, now they were supposed to have the same ref, but Tyson Camp protested that. They said, no, we don't want him. Okay. So he stepped aside and they brought in Mills Lane. But some of you might know from his tenure on the People Court, or maybe, was it People Court or was it just Judge Mills Lane? <laughs> he was a judge? Yeah. Okay. And then, and it was a highly anticipated rematch, and it was called The Sound and the Fury. Oh. Held in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Well, of course Grand. it is. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Where all the good fights are now. <laughs> and it, I'm trying to think. What was the grade? Like growth, like one hundred million dollars or something. Jesus. Tyson received thirty million and Holyfield thirty-five million. I don't know who got the rest. Oh, I guarantee who got the rest. <laughs> Don King. Don King. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, the fight was purchased by one point nine nine million households, setting the pay-per-view buy rate that stood until May fifth. 2007, um, then Oscar De La Hoya versus Floyd Mayweather Jr. Right? Look at that. I could see that. Yeah. But, okay, anyway, the fight. Okay, let's just get into the fight. What happened? <laughs> We're just going to get to Tyson got disqualified. Yep. He bit <laughs> Holyfield Deer. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Accidentally. You saw no. him spit part of the ear out on yeah. the floor. There's the first no time, you know, he got deducted two points and said, you know. Yeah, because was he, was, he was repeatedly, yeah, he'd get yeah. up there and he'd bite his ear. Yeah, he was biting rep- his ear. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second time he did it, he bit the damn thing off. Yep. That was a part of it. A chunk, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, what is that... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? What do frog's legs taste like? Tastes like man. Oh, well, it's man's little ear. <laughs> tastes like chicken. <laughs> tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was. Sorry, man. Sorry. Yeah. That I I don't even know what to say about that. 
Uh, what what are you what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I remember when it happened and I remember just thinking, yeah, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, you've come to the fact with, that everybody was so afraid to fight Mike Tyson and it comes to the it comes to the point where he has to revert back to kindergarten and biting and pushing in order to uh, try to win a fight. And I don't think he was trying to win. I honestly, I think he was I think at this point he's done. He's over being in the, you know, being in the boxing world. Yeah. And and I think that, like you said earlier, he's, his head's in like 20 different places. The guy, the guy, you know, all due respect, he can't hold a rational, you know, he couldn't hold a rational thought. Everything was 90 miles an hour and he had so much stuff going on. And honestly, you know, Don King is one of those guys that uh, just took straight up advantage of him and... You know, yeah. Tyson is street smart. I don't know that Tyson is book smart. Book smart. Yeah, yeah. And Don King said, "Oh, hey, look, look what we can do. Yeah. Push, push, push." I am sure. You know, I, 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 this is my own personal opinion, but you know, there's drugs and stuff involved in all that too. There's no doubt in my mind that that they're just pushing him in every which direction. And I think at this point that he was just done. Yeah, and. I do believe he went on to do some stuff with the uh, WWE. I mean, what is it? He made yeah. a guest appearance at WrestleMania. Yeah, what he, is that? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, which 14? I think something like that. It was, yeah, yeah he was he was a special guest yeah. referee for my or for uh, Don't Call Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, he made some money, became an honorary Degeneration X guy. And then it just he just kind of bounced around and did different things, and he tried yeah. making a comeback, and it just doesn't doesn't work. And mm. and he even and, and then you know to top it all off with all this money and everything going on, you know thirty five million in, in in the nineties was a lot or thirty oh, million. Yeah. That's a lot of money, but you know once again people just just you know use and abuse this guy, you know. Just whatever they can to get the money out of him, and of course these are all my opinions. I don't know that for a fact. I'm yeah. assuming that that you know when you carry an entourage that size and you have to pay for everybody's shit and everybody's buying the most expensive thing on the menu, you know, thirty five million don't last as long as you think it should. No. So yeah, you know, um, but he redeemed himself in the two thousands and came back, and he did. The first two Hangover movies, <laughs> greatest greatest cameos ever. <laughs> it's true, and that tiger, that tiger. I mean, come on, you, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I have actually in my bathroom. I got a tiger in Las Vegas. It was a promotional thing at uh -huh. Four Queens Hotel, uh -huh. and I had to get so many points on my player's card and i made a point so i could have that tiger and i put it in my bathroom so i can say i have a jungle cat in my bathroom <laughs> oh that's the that's the best you're gonna take a picture of that and bring it over so we can see it okay so yeah i mean he he kept kind of doing some things on and off but yeah i think uh i think he was just done and uh, for the holyfield match i think he just kind of reached his Reese's in. Uh, of course, you know, he was arrested in 2006 in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, suspicion of DUI and drug felon, uh, felony drug possession. 
I mean, you know, he just kind of keeps shooting himself in the foot, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I mean, the story goes on and on and on. And, you know, it's not like he's he's gone away. He's still out there. He's still kind of doing things. You kind of see him on like cameos here and there. And, uh, of course, you know, like Frankie said, the ha- the hangover. I mean, pretty, pretty amazing uh, uh, deal there. So, yeah. Anything else you uh, want to talk about with him? Uh, you know, I, I think, I mean, you could just start going. I mean, I'm just looking at all these notes, and I'm just like, you could, I mean, you could just sit here for another three hours and just go through every story they got down yeah. here. Because, you know, the guy hadn't done a lot. I mean, you could go through every fight he's had, but you'd be here another three hours yeah, true discussing that. that. But, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I mean, we're pretty much way out of the 80s now. On oh, him. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we covered all the 80s stuff a little bit closer than we did the later stuff. But uh, yeah. um, 58 fights, 50 wins, six losses, um, two no contests, yeah. uh, 44 of those by <laughs> not, by knockout. Yeah. Five by decision, one by disqualification. We all know the disqualification yeah. was. Well, and you know, you know, you know, some people might look at it and say, "Well, hell, he won forty some fights. He's only lost six. But for him, that's huge because that dude looked unfreaking beatable yeah. at a time. Yep. You know, very much so. But like I said, once that whole his life started unraveling. He I he lost in juice. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he did come back and win the WBA champion or whatever championship that was, you know, that he defended against Holyfield and lost, but you know. It's just yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, but he you know, just wasn't the same. No. It was not the same. They say the same, but you're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frankie, we actually need to get out of here. Okay, I got to uh, pee, so. Oh, look, <laughs> there you go, everybody. Frankie's got to go pee. Yeah, I got to go pee pee. How long can I hold out my <laughs> socials? <laughs> hey, thank you guys for checking out this week's episode of the Golden 80s podcast. Um. If you like, you know, you could find us on Facebook or you can go to Golden Mojo ENT and learn a little bit more about me and Frankie. There's a write up. And of course, there is the merch uh, store, the merch show, uh, the merch store on there. So you can go check out all the merch we have there. T-shirts, hoodies uh, and pint glasses. Always more to come. The old Golden J needs to kind of work on that. But there's a lot going on as we come into the month of October. So, uh Stay tuned to Golden 80s to see what they're going to do for the month of October. But if you liked us, go check out um, go check out other shows in the Golden Mojo Empire, which include The Call Guys, uh, Golden Image Podcast. I got to think about that a second. Golden Image Podcast. Um, yeah. The United States of Paranormal. Indiana Chiefs fans, murder nerds, and a court of books and booze. You can find out about all of those at goldenmojoent.com. 
And if you have a suggestion for us uh, or a comment or um, whatever, you can always email us at thegoldenimage80s at gmail.com. Frankie will um, personally handwrite you a note on his keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> I will. We love email, so uh, you know, feel free to jump on there and send us an email. Tell us what you think. Absolutely. Love Tell us what else. you remember about Mike Tyson that maybe we didn't cover. So, yeah. All right, gang. We're out of here. Uh, we will see you next week. See Later. Ya.